the N-word, they'll say, look, look at them. Oh, my God. They're marvelous. They're wonderful. We can't say they're inferior anymore. But every time we drive by shoe, every time we carjack, every time we use foul, filthy language, every time we produce culturally degenerate films and tapes, putting a string in our women's backside and parading them before the world every time we do things like this we are feeding the degenerate mind of white supremacy and i want us to stop feeding that mind and let that mind die a natural death black man you don't have to bash white people yeah how you how, and see you can't you, you can't do that you can't do that when you have this. We can't. We can't have this. You can't have this. See? What, what we gonna do with this? Yeah, what, what are we gonna do with that, y'all? What, what, what are we gonna do with this? What can we possibly do with it? Yeah. SCD Queens. Is it, is this what you want your is this what you want your son? Is this what you want your son passing his genetic legacy to? Is this what you want your son passing your genetic legacy to? See, we can't deal with folks like this. I'd rather listen to this. These blacks are born in something that the Congressional Coon Caucus stays away from. Because, because black slaves were uh, I call native blacks because they're not African blacks, they're natives. These blacks are born in the United States, are born on ships after they were kidnapped out of, out of Africa. So they're not Africans. They, they were raised totally independently either on those boats or on and after they arrived in America for the last 400 some years, they are natives, natives. Plus, in addition to that, we had blacks in this country as Folsom people way before the American Indians ever came to this country, were ever formed and came out of our, out of Asia across the Burren Straits. And so, it, and so the Indians are trying to get ahead of blacks by saying, we are natives. You're not in the natives either. You father came across the Burren Straits after blacks. Because because black slaves were uh, I call native Jabari and Professor Smalls was talking about I took some audio about some of that the Bering Straits and all of that I was taking some of the audio on one of my last programs and that they're not the only ones that talked about that forensic historian Dr. Claude Anderson probably one of the most brilliant minds that we probably will ever have 
one of the very few brothers that really was truly trying to fight for tangibles and reparations for foundational blacks. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And now here's another piece that I want to correspond to, too. You will never be respected. I don't care where you move to in this world until Africa is respected. That's why Africa matters. You want to know why black folks get killed by the police and broad daylight and nothing happens? Who gonna speak up for you? What African country gonna stand up and say the next time you kill one of mine in your country, don't come over here looking for no gas. Next time you kill one of mine in your country, don't come over here looking for no oil. Next time you kill one of mine in your country, don't come over here looking for no diamonds or no coltan. Next time you kill one of mine in your country, you ain't getting another piece of mineral from under my soil. Because remember, the African continent is the only continent that can survive without any other continent. No other continent can survive without Africa. There is no military without Africa. There's no atomic bombs without Africa. There's no cell phone or no internet without Africa. The most essential minerals necessary for the military and technological age are under the ground in Africa. Can you name a single country, Africa, Central or South America, anywhere in the Caribbean where we are in control of our own economics? Anybody? You will never be. Now he has some valid points. What I find very interesting is as much as Umar really tries to get down with the diaspora globally, trying to work with him, you would think he would have a lot more support over there than he, than he already does. And I find that very damn puzzling. He talks about Pan-Africanism a lot. And I think there's folks to work with him, but I don't see a lot of Julius Malamas coming up out of there. I'm not seeing it. Now, of course, I ain't been over there. But they need they need more. They need more Medgar Evers. They need more Nat Turners. Now, maybe we don't see them, but we, we, we need to see more of that. You know? Um... And with Dr. Claude Anderson, he's like, well, you know, because see, if I can't find my paperwork here in America within the last 300 and the last 400 years, I don't know how much paperwork I'm going to find that's going to lead me to the promised land back quote unquote home. My home is here. Now, niggas would say otherwise, oh, your home ain't here. You're colonized by race soldiers. You're colonized by the white supremacists. But Africa's colonized by the white supremacists. And everywhere where black people are is colonized by the white supremacists. So, by definition, what home do you have? Think about it. What, what Africa has become indirectly you have a bunch of dictators over there that's probably taking all the all the money and all the control because otherwise they would just kick the chinese and the europeans completely out right and some of those have rightfully been trying to do that 
But it's a lot of folks over there that's off cold as hell that ain't trying to do that shit at all. They're just fine with the conditions that is as it is. They don't really want to rock with Julius Malema like that. Let's be honest. If it was a thousand Julius Malemas, they wouldn't need no help from nobody. Julius is one of the few people that he ha it's not that many of them over there like like him. Otherwise, he would have had South Africa and he would have kicked he would have kicked Karen and Bob about it there a long time ago. He's been fighting against his own folks. He's been fighting against his own folks. He's doing with Harriet. Hey, I, I, I convince these niggas they slaves. If I can convince these niggas he's slaves, man, I can free him. So, yeah, all the minerals is over there. Yeah, all the minerals is over there. What Umar was talking about was right. And in contrast, what Claude was saying was like, okay, we are... Our connection comes from primarily the history. I don't know how much digging we could do where I could actually find out what actual tribe I came from. I'm, I'm thinking uh, primarily in West Africa. I'm not exactly sure. But if all the paperwork is janky, I'm not going to know where the hell I'm from. We are literally a re-engineered new nigga. Genetically African, of course. Um, But, you know, like... That that's 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 the grand question here that a lot of black folks, especially here in America and stuff has has been asking, you know, well, how do you bridge the connect? How do you bridge the connect where you're you're globally able to do um, to do business? There has been a couple African countries that I've heard where they're like, well, come back home and this, that, and the third. And, you know, you could have your citizenship. Um, I really don't know why that shit couldn't have been done 40 damn years ago. Because the white folks been coming in and they've been dual citizens for forever. But it is what it is. I'm not going to really hold that against them. You know. But I do kind of wonder sometimes, like, damn, what took took us so long? Because black folks right here, as you've seen what Tariq was talking about with Vietnam and everyone, black, American black folks here been fighting for everybody around this motherfucking world. Ain't nobody fought like us. Nobody. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Nobody has fought. Nobody really copies us from the music to the culture to the style to the resistance. Nobody was really turning up like... Um, there wasn't turnups like even what happened with with Floyd with the lynching of Floyd. There wasn't turnups like that around the world, man. Until we turned up, I'm sure folks turn up, but man, like Watts riots and you know all that, man. Ain't no folks don't turn up like that until we turn up. They just don't. It's almost like we're the fucking drumbeat of the world. Why is black culture, quote unquote, black culture? Black music, black clothes. Why Why does everything leave from the descendants of the slaves? Why? I want to know. What is it? Why do we got so many Florence B. Price? Let me play some Florence B. Price right here. Oh, I hope they don't, they don't copyright me, man. Don't copyright me, YouTube. This fair use, damn it. Play some Florence B. Price. 
Think she wrote what she wrote for Marian Anderson. Let, 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 let me put on my, my foundational black American orchestra music. Fair use YouTube, fair use YouTube. This is for, for you for, for review. Why is it that we have so many Medgar Evers, Claude Andersons, Amos, Dr. Kings, Rosa Parks, so many patents and adventures, Medgar Evers? Why do we have so many of them from here? Can somebody answer that question? Why? And this doesn't this doesn't degrade any other of, of the other revolutionaries around the world. But why do we have so many black Americans here? Why? Why do we have so many revolutionaries here? What well, what is it about our folks here where the rest of the world is cuz you hip hop started here? Right? They say hip hop started in the Bronx. But black folks have been rapping before then. Black folks been rapping. The Jubilaires. This is well before the Bronx. If this ain't rap, I don't know what the hell is. This is rap. Stop, steal, and listen to me. God walked down to the bandit sea. He declared that the aim was the center man. And then he decided to destroy the land. He spoke to Noah. Noah stopped. He said, Noah, I want you to build me an ark. Build him an ark. I want you to build it big and strong. I want it very high. This is from the 50s. Active, they were active in the 40s and the 50s. Okay. Why here though? Why is that? Somebody threw a beat on this before. I talk about this all the time, talking about Buster Rhymes, talking about the U.S. ain't got no culture. Nigga, we are the culture. You can't let niggas just say anything. You can't let niggas just say anything, bro. We ain't got no culture. Fuck you talking about Buster Rhymes? Nigga, this is culture. Florence B. Price is culture. Black American culture. The U.S. doesn't have no culture. He might be having to talk about Europeans. If this ain't culture, I don't know what the hell is. Nigga, this is culture. This is culture. Come on, man. This is culture. We can keep going, Buster Rhymes. 
We ain't got no culture. Duke Ellington. Why is that? Why why ain't there no Miles Davis anywhere else like that, man? That's that's what I'm trying to say, man. We ain't got no culture. Nigga, ain't no ain't no Miles Davis anywhere else. There is not like a there is not another Miles Davis or a Cold Train. There might be somebody that's pretty damn good. Ain't no, ain't nobody making no shit like this. Blue and green. Fair use, YouTube. Fair use. Come on, man. The black American freemen, the descendants of the slaves made this shit what it is. Let's be very clear about that. Yeah, our folks is from Africa. We can't never deny that. We can't never deny that. Don't say we ain't got no culture, Buster Rhymes. We got plenty culture. Now the little blue-eyed soul... What's that girl, uh, uh, Adele, kissing her nasty hands in front of a pan pandemic? That ain't culture. <laughs> Me the power That's not culture, Buster. That's not culture. Let's get a little couple extra bars from from the elder. I understand the purpose and intent of the United States Constitution. You start talking about, let's go back to the original intent of the Constitution. The original con uh, intent of the United States Constitution was to be the first affirmative action plan in the United States. And it was designed strictly and solely for whites. It was never designed to include black people in it. Black people were intentionally left out of the United States Constitution. And if you were to go back, if you want to check on some of these things, go back to the, the Bill of Rights and start right there. Start reading where it says in the beginning, that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among those rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now they wrote those lines at the same time they were trying to figure out how to enslave black folk because they had met and spent an entire week in Philadelphia trying to say, if we're gonna become the cradle of democracy, how do we justify not allowing black folk to be a part of the benefiting class? And, it's, and finally they said, well, what we'll do, we'll change and use certain words in the Constitution that will exclude them or give the pretense that they were included by using very broad and ambiguous terms. Broad and ambiguous terms. Now, think about this for a moment. What just happened in, in Jacksonville? Now, I got to get some more. But well, what I'm hearing is... Let's type it up here. The Jacksonville race massacre. They say he bought weapons, bought weapons legally. I'm looking at the independent mass shooting. This happened on Saturday. Okay. Racially motivated attack. Now, what Charlemagne got to say about the 94 crime bill? 
that's pertinent to this conversation. You know why? Because all of these laws and all of these things pass against primarily against foundational blacks here in America. All of these laws and these assaults. Basically, that chair, I'm telling you, that chair in Montgomery, that made these folks feel a certain kind of way. They feel like they took a loss. They seeing a lot of these cops are now getting convicted. And we need an anti-black racism crime bill. You see? This dude targeted black shoppers. And I'm also getting getting some reports. I'm not sure. But I'm also getting some reports that this dude's brother was a racist as well. That he was a race soldier that was talking slick. Talking slick online. And so they said in the- So what, what I'm saying is is what he's talking about the constitution that is pertinent to the conversation in which the white the, that the a white man is not bound to respect a black man in the in the preambles that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal they knew at that moment that black folk would never be never intended to be treated equal that they're going to they're going to hide them as slaves and that was the purpose uh, that black folk would be a subordinate class so whites could get over on them now, if you were to go back to the to the Constitution, look at the first <clears throat> the first part of the United States Constitution, where it says, "We," and this is and this is the preamble to Article One, "We are the people of the United States." Now they said, "We the people." The "We the people" was they were not talking about black folk. No place in the Constitution they call black folk people. The black folk are defined in the Constitution as being property, facts. as being three-fifths of a human being. They were dehumanized and left, uh, left as non-civilized human beings and that they would be equal to field animals. So whenever the Constitution used the word, those very broad and big words like we the people and all the people in the Constitution, they are not talking about black folk. That's why when you start reading the first part of the United States Constitution, it starts off saying we the people. And it says that we're securing our blessings of liberty. And they knew at that point that... Now, let me break, let me break something down. Let me pick up the black book real quick. Let me pick up the, the black book. See, when I wrote this... Hold on. I think I might have found it. Let's see here. All right, now look. Now, white nationalist Jared Taylor, he wrote about the so-called founders of the U.S., how they felt felt about black folk, in an article that was on Richard Spencer's Na- Richard Spencer's National Policy Institute website, and quoting this, he was saying, "Hold on." Thomas Jefferson's views were typical of his generation. Despite what he wrote in the declaration, he did not think blacks were equal to whites, noting that in general, their existence appears to participate more of sensation and reflection. So he hoped slavery would be more abolished someday, but when freed, he, the Negro, is to be removed beyond the reach of mixture. So he's like, hey, y'all niggas done worked. You done did all this free labor. Now it's time for you to go. Where are you going to go back to? Oh, go back to Africa. Well, I've been removed 
a couple hundred years. I don't even know my native tongue. I'm a new nigga. Give me the power I beg of you. Give me the power I beg of you. I ain't got no power. I don't even know my native my native tongue. I've been stripped of my net language. I'm a nigga. I'm a new nigga. I'm an American nigga. What do you mean you're going to send me back to Africa? Go back where? You stripped Africa of many of its resources. You stripped me of my native tongue. I don't have no connection. I'm an American nigga. I'm a Southern American nigga that's been picking cotton. I've been a bed winch. I've been a bed buck. Against my will. What do you expect me to do? Thomas Jefferson was like, hey, man. Shit, we this is a white country. We need you niggas out of here. He also stated in this article, like George Washington, Jefferson was a slave owner. In fact, nine of the first 11 presidents owned slaves, the only exceptions being the two Adams. Despite Jefferson's hope for eventual abolition, he made no provision to free his slaves after his death. James Madison agreed with Jefferson that the only solution to the race problem was to free the slaves and expel them, quote, to be consistent with existing and probably unalterable prejudices in the United States, freed blacks ought to be permanently removed beyond the region occupied by or allotted to white population. So he proposed that the federal government buy up the entire slave population and transport it overseas. After two terms in office, he served as the chief executive of the American Colonization Society. That's an interesting name, which was established to repatriate blacks. So basically, you niggas came over here. You worked. You gave us free labor. We got free land. And we need y'all niggas to go back to Africa. Well, how are you going to, you know, I'm not an immigrant. How are you going to send me back home? I'm not an immigrant. You stole my ancestors and then you made me work and I ain't never been on a continent. So how are you going to send me back somewhere that I ain't been? That's what they were trying to do. Now, Jared Taylor also wrote that the framers. So whenever let me let y'all get a little bit of game. On how to debunk any race soldier. I, I don't advise having any conversation with any suspected race soldier or some bed buck Negro that wants to say, well, the framers always wanted the Constitution to change. Don't even have that conversation. But just in case you do, and it's a cool little conversation and they want to try to hit you with that, they know damn well to lie. Because this is a white nationalist. Uh, this is a white nationalist saying this. This is a white nationalist saying this. Okay? So. He said that the framers had no intentions to consider black folks citizens in the following statement. Blacks, even if free, this is the quote, could not be citizens of the United States until ratification of the 14th Amendment in 1868. The question of their citizenship, citizenship arose during the Missouri crisis of 1820 to 1821. The Missouri Constitution barred the immigration of blacks and some northern critics said that to prevent blacks who were citizens of other states from moving to Missouri deprived them of protection under the privileges and the immunity clauses of the Constitution. The author of that clause, Charles Pinckney, 
of South Carolina was still alive and denied that he or any other framer intended the clause to apply to blacks. Quote, I knew perfectly well that there did not not then exist such a thing in the union as a black or colored citizen, nor could I then have conceived it possibly such a thing could have existed in it. Okay. Then for the folks that think the North was peaches and cream, he stated this fact today. It is common to think of the antebellum North as you as united in the desire to free the slaves and to establish them as the social and political equal white. Again, this is a distorted view. First of all, slavery persisted in the North well into the post revolutionary period. It was not abolished in New York state until 1827. So for all you abolitionist Negroes, well, you know, the North, you know, I find me a white girl and I can have me a Becky. No. It continued in Connecticut until 1848, nigga. Nor was abolitionist sentiment anything close to universal. Many Northerners opposed abolition because they feared it would lead to race mixing. So all you bed-bucking-ass Negroes, they can't wait to get close to a Susie so you could try to validate your bed-bucking, you stirring spoon-ass niggas. You get out. <laughs> Hold on, let me let's find the audio. <laughs> let's find let's let's we we got we got to you stirring spoon negroes. I got to find the audio for it. Oh yeah. I gotta find audio for you stirring spoon ass Negroes. Many Northerners opposed abolition because they feared it would lead to race mixing. The easiest way to stir up opposition to Northerner abolitionists was to claim that what they were really promoting was intermarriage. Well, you know, Lincoln freed the slaves. Well, let's see what Lincoln got to say. Even he, he had receipts on Lincoln too. Lincoln considered blacks to be, in his words, a troublesome presence in the United States. During the Lincoln's Douglas the, during the Lincoln Douglas debates, he stated, "I I am not, nor have ever been in favor of making votes or jurors of Negroes, nor of qualifying them to hold office, nor to intermarry with the white people. And I will say, in addition to this, that there is no physical difference between the white and black races." which I believe will forever forbid the two races living together on terms of social and political equality. For you stirring spoon Negroes. <laughs> Me the power I beg of you. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. What else do we got here? Oh, let's get into some tech and tangibles. Let's get into a little bit of tech and tangibles here. Yeah, why ain't it playing? Damn, hold on. Let's get this together. 
Still not playing. Oh, it doesn't have no sound. Somebody done cut this. No, this was this was uh, it was a real good one. It was a real good one. What else do we got here? Hold on, y'all. Now listen to this sister. Quick. The cousins for every little argument. Because you women sit on social media, you sit around all Calling your brothers and your cousins for every little argument. Because you women sit on social media, you sit around, oh, everybody yes. killing everybody, but you never tell the truth that it's been a thousand shootings and homicides trickle back down to you running your fucking mouth or you calling somebody and exaggerating because you feel disrespected. Stop calling people. You can argue with somebody on the block that said, leave it there. You call your brother, now these niggas going through it the whole summer. And then somebody child die about it. That That's your fault. That's your fault. You can't sit back and say it's not your fault because they went too far. You shouldn't have called them. See, and that's happening. Remember what I said earlier. Half of these little so-called little gang battles in the city of Minneapolis. I'm calling my city out. Half of these little gang battles it, it don't just be gang shit. It be that. And the guys of a gang. And instead of... Instead of you, you, you'll get some lame ass nigga that probably may not have too much gang. It'll be like a little... Medium thick fat ass chick. In the hood. Give a nigga some play. Because I remember back in the day. Let me tell y'all something. And me and my homies was talking about this shit some years ago. I remember back in the day when when I started driving. And even when I had some little buckets or whatever the case may be, alright? And I started driving. If we picked up a chick sometimes you'll pull up And it might be niggas standing around on the block. And niggas sometimes would get jealous. Okay? Sometimes Negroes would get jealous. They would get upset. Okay? They would get angry. If you were picking up a chick in their neighborhood and they felt like they want to holler at her. So if you look at a lot of these cases, I used to cover them all the time. I ain't covering them in a while. Cause I figured niggas would get in their feelings, but fuck these niggas, man. They about to go to jail anyway. <laughs> what do your homework? What do your homework? Do your homework. Shout out to FYBJ Maine. Do your homework on why there was all these domestic abuse cases where, you, you know, especially like I used to always see it in St. Paul a lot. I don't know what's going on with the water out there, but I'd see hella domestic cases. I don't know if Minneapolis niggas wasn't tripping. I don't know. I'm not shitting on St. Paul. 
But it will always be some domestic case, man, with some 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 dude shooting some girl. And then it was another case. Matter of fact, I think there was a case not too long ago where some dude shot. I think he got arrested and charged with murder, second degree murder or something, because I think it was on University Avenue, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was on University Avenue or not mistaken. Where this chick was dealing with some bum ass dusty dude at one point in time. I guess he didn't want to talk to her no more. She went and got another dude. And she started beating. The dude started beating her ass. And her new boyfriend shot the nigga. I guess he, he hopped off a bus or whatever. And so what I'm saying is these chicks are so grimy. They'll you talking to them and they'll tell you they ain't rocking with the dude no more. They might be, they might not. And then you know, he he's in his feelings. He don't, you know, he 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 can't look at it from a he can't look at it from a standpoint like, hey man, hey man, your big shows, man. You know, he's he's not looking at it like that. He's looking at it like, oh man, she don't want to deal with me anymore. So what we have is we have a bunch of beta serial hitters. <laughs> Me the power I'm fucking do a beta serial hitter, nigga. I thought serial hood hitter niggas are supposed to be, they supposed to be, they supposed to be some real, you know what I'm saying? You, they're supposed to be, uh, 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 you know, um, alpha. I thought serial hood hitters were supposed to be alpha. I thought they new niggas supposed to be taking charge and taking shots. These niggas is beta, beta serial killers. These niggas is beta serial killers, bro. They chick will choose upon another nigga Don't want to deal with him no more Nine times out of ten He was kicking the ass And you know Nine times out of ten Nigga was probably selling Little janky bags of weed Or fentanyl And he wasn't really bringing Nothing to the table Let's talk about the mortgage I gotta start talking about that again You remember my little analysis Of the BMF Let's talk about the mortgage So He these dudes, let's take, let's look at the current news down here. Let me, let me look at the analysis. Cause I break it down. It's always the same. Anytime you hear about some chick that got killed, it's probably some, it's a dusty dude. I guarantee you it's a dusty ass nigga, man. I guarantee you it's a matter of fact, let's just go straight to YouTube. Let's go straight to YouTube. All right. Let's go straight to YouTube and let, let, let's see what, what's up. What's up with my town? All right. Let's see what do we got here. What do we got? What do we got? They keep talking about the state fair. Who gives a damn about the state fair? No one cares about the damn state fair. No one cares about the damn state fair. Giant slide race ride. Where is this at? That looks like that's kind of fun. Giant slide. Yeah, I'm not seeing nothing, man. They're not even showing crime. <laughs> They're not even, sh man, three, like, okay, it's three days in. They ain't even showing no crime. They trying to clean up, man. Them Ricos, what's going on? Data breach. U of M data breach. The heat. Okay, that's five days ago. 
Some nigga talking about he met Dr. King. Okay. Yeah, they're not really saying much, man. Residents feel powerless. Frustration after mass shooting. Okay, let's see what we got here. Minneapolis police are asking for your help after a mass shooting on the city's south side left five teens and three adults hurt. Our Pauline Lee joins us live from Minneapolis with the latest on the investigation and how community members are feeling after another... I bet this wasn't over $3,000. I bet you this wasn't over $3,000. Weekend of violence. Pauline. Yeah, Shayla, Minneapolis police say that crime scene was littered with more than 41 gun shell casings from three different types of firearms. Uh, they also add the eight people who were shot. They should make a recovery, but community members say they're feeling hopeless on trying to figure out a solution on how to deal with this growing problem of violence. Uh, the shooting happened near the intersection of East Franklin and Chicago Avenues. Police say a lot of people were out and about last night, many of them telling police they could hear the gunshot shortly after 6 p.m., shortly before 6 p.m., excuse me, but didn't know where they were coming from. Officers found three teens shot in the leg, another shot in the abdomen, and another one had their shoulder grazed by a bullet. The youngest victim is 15 years old, the oldest 48. One neighbor we talked to says violence like this happens all too often, but trying to find a solution is hard. There's a, just two blocks that way there was a murder. I think that one was with a, a knife, actually. Fair use. Uh, murder at the corner of Franklin and Chicago, the bus stop there. It gets very, I'm, sometimes I get, I have to take a break from it sometimes. Yeah. I wish I knew more about how to change it, other than just talking to people who make policies, you know, they, I know how hard it is for them too. People keep using this term, talking about trying to change it. They want it exactly how it is. Don't you guys got to stop dealing with these liberal white tears. <laughs> stop using these doggy bag white tears, man. Stop. No, they don't really give a damn about it. They ain't trying to change shit. They're trying to change shit. You know, you got to think, you got to understand something. Minnesota makes money off of this kind of crap. Minnesota makes money off of this because see, they could say, you know what? We ain't going to give you niggas no reparations. We ain't giving you niggas no reparations. We gonna give you a SSI check. We gonna oh, here's another one. Here's another. One. We give you niggas an SSI check. We gonna give you niggas an SSI check. We gonna give you a sexy red concert, and then we gonna bring out Alan Omar or some some politician Negro to start talking about gun violence, gun violence, gun violence. Ban the guns. The niggas that got guns ain't worried about no ban. Shooting. In Chapman spoke with one who lives with daily trauma since the shooting. This newly constructed apartment building just south of downtown Minneapolis was supposed to be a new safe haven for this woman and her two children. She was running from gun violence in Brooklyn Park that made her and her family feel unsafe. So I moved over here to try to get away from that and the same thing is happening. This mother is fearful. She sounds like she's from Chicago. I'm not sure of retaliation so we are protecting her identity she says what she experienced sunday night has scarred her and her children for life so we were on our way downstairs and we ran into all of that i saw the blood i seen the bullet holes the guy that 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 was shot we heard him screaming and i'll never forget that sound traumatized by what she saw she and other tenants say they approached management about getting out of their leases i don't feel safe here my kids don't feel safe here but so far, no response. We've called also looking for answers. Also, no response. 
This mother wants to know how long she tattoos everywhere. Of course, tattoos on the hand, tattoos on the arm. All right, look, man. Let me let me tell you something, okay? Let me let me give the bagland the bagland analysis. All right. I, I'm I'm not gonna fault the sister. I'm gonna say this. I give a damn about them two kids. And as much as I love, love black folks, see, this is what I'm talking about. That shooting wasn't worth over three to five grand. These dusty bum ass niggas was probably shooting over fentanyl. Me the power <laughs> I beg of you. These niggas was probably shooting over fentanyl, fentanyl threads. Okay. And what I'm saying here is, man, black folks, let's really look. Let's take an objective view. Let's look at this. She said, me and my two kids. You see, she didn't say husband. All right. We'll give you that. Fine. Okay. All right. Now, your kids do not deserve to be living in a place like that. Well, I thought, okay, 15. Okay, where we at? Okay, where we at? They say, okay, DP, you don't. You you don't be in the city like that. You don't be posting on the block no more. This mother is so let's here to try to safe Let's see where this is at. Structured apartment building just south of downtown Minneapolis. All right, fifteen hundred Nicolet. Oh hell, that means it's gonna be some bullshit. It's gonna be a bunch of. I'm really disappointed in in, in the leadership of black men. Okay, so this is on fifteen hundred Nicolet. This is right in Loring Park. I didn't even know that they. Yeah, this is new. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I, that means I stay out the damn way. I don't, I don't you, you can see I don't know what the fuck going on. All right. A little cool apartments. Okay. All right. Okay. 1500 Nicolet. All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. I used to, uh, you know. Hold on. Let me get back out into the damn it. Okay. Yeah, it's some chick walking through the alley. Oh, bro, I'm, I'm on. I'm on Google. All right, she kind of she she suited and booted. Okay, hold on, I'm trying to get back to damn. Let me get back to the main street, man. Shit. See, I never really messed around on 1500 Nickel in that area too much, but. Okay, let's buy it. Yeah, I mean, it is downtown. You know what I'm saying? I mean, downtown has been a hellhole for motherfuckers now. But anyway, okay, let's go back. And the same thing is happening. All right, now, now, some people say, well, this ain't, this ain't got nothing to do with you judging her. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. All right. She stayed in Brooklyn Park. So she was trying to leave Brooklyn Park. Or Brooklyn Center, wherever. Where, where'd she say? Okay, hold on. Let's go back. Unsafe. So I moved over here to try to get away from that. And the same thing is happening. And for this woman and her two children. Building just south of downtown Minneapolis was supposed to be a new safe haven for this woman and her two children. She was running from gun violence in Brooklyn Park that made her and her family feel unsafe. So I moved over here to try to get away from that and the same thing is happening. 
This mother is fearful of retaliation, so we are protecting her identity. She says what she experienced Sunday night has scarred her and her children for life. So we were on our way downstairs, and we ran into all of that. I saw the blood. I seen the bullet holes. The guy that, that, that was shot, we heard him screaming. And I'll never forget that sound. Traumatized by what she saw, she and other tenants say they approached management about getting out of their leases. I don't feel safe here. My kids don't feel safe here. But so far, no response. We've called also looking for answers. No, there's not going to be a response. All right. I'm going to be very bloodthirsty and uncut, but I'm going to try to be respectful. But I'm going to take it from an objective point of view. All right. Now, you left Brooklyn Center, Brooklyn Park. We know to get down. We ain't really got to go into a bunch of details. We know to get down about that area. All right. Okay. Now... She said her two kids. We didn't say husband. All right. Cool. All right. Now, I want y'all to listen to this be a teaching moment. Because, see, you didn't think that was going to happen, of course. Nobody's going to think that's going to happen. You're thinking, okay, I'm moving in downtown. It's cool. I don't think it's going to be no dusty-ass serial hood hitting this. You know, I don't think it's going to be no fentanyl because most of these niggas on fentanyl. I don't think it's going to be no fentanyl, no fentanyl ferrets. <laughs> what? Do your homework. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be no fentanyl ferrets down here. It's some ferret, fentanyl ferret, some fentanyl ferret ass niggas. You didn't think it was going to be no fentanyl ferret ass niggas down here shooting each other. Okay. So. You moved your kids from Brooklyn Park to somewhere where you thought it was going to be a little better. Okay? So she got her two kids. All right? She's black. Black children need to be protected. Right. Okay? Now, when you were in Brooklyn Center in Brooklyn Park, I'm assuming that maybe her kids, I don't know how old her kids are. I don't know how old our kids are. I reckon they anywhere between three to seven years old. I'm looking at her build. If she probably dropped a good 60, she'll probably be, she'll probably really get some, some mates, get, get some looks. She got tattoos everywhere. So let's be very clear. That's why I said husband. So ain't no nigga breaking his neck. I can't see her face, but let me let me go back again. I'm see I, you see y'all gonna look at this as well. She this nigga's trying to be judgmental. No, we gonna take a real objective point of view with a whole situation. How the, the, the thing is solutions now. How you gonna get you? The thing is husband. This feminist shit ain't gonna work. How you gonna get you a nigga that's gonna take care of you and them two bastard babies? How? That's what we wanna know. How you gonna get a nigga that's gonna put you out in the suburbs, get away from these 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 grimy ass fentanyl gang banging ass niggas? How we gonna do that? That's what we would need to know. Okay, let's run, run it back. Safe. So I moved over here to try to get away from that, and the same thing is happening. This okay, so maybe she's not from Chicago. Maybe she's from Minneapolis. She sounds kind of like she's from California, whatever. She sounds hella hood. 
You know what I'm saying? Okay, so now, all right. So, so how are you going to convince a nigga? You need to convince a nigga. You got tattoos all over the place. Let's be, let's keep it real, man. Well, DP, it don't nobody deserve to be living under. Yeah, of course. Shit, I stay close to the east side. Shit, I don't nobody want to get shot. Of course, right? Okay. Okay. So, how, how are you going to get a nigga? Because this is a husband issue now at this point. You need a man to take you up out of this because you can't help yourself. Give me the power, I beg of you. You need power, baby. You need power. You need a powerful man to get you up out this situation. So what you gonna do? Niggas ain't really breaking their necks un unless some niggas just trying to come through. I'm just, I, I'm listening. I'm listening to this from from a standpoint, man. I'm not stupid. I'm listening to this. I know what's going on. So I moved over here to try to get away from that and the same thing is happening this mother is fearful of retaliation so we are so how did you get there in the first place see we're doing root cause analysis see a lot of you popeye chicken negro spiritual niggas would be like man you bogus as hell man you no 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 we're not gonna do that we're gonna do some root cause analysis how did you get there in the first place where was your husband in brooklyn center because now you done moved over here her identity she says what she experienced Sunday night has scarred her and her children for life okay we talked that about that all she and other tenants say they approach management about getting out of their leases. they're not gonna let you out of your leases nigga cuz you signed it it's affordable housing they you got to think they look at black folks and I she sounds like a foundational she don't sound like an immigrant they look at foundational blacks especially especially with children they look at y'all like okay nigga where else you gonna go you ain't got no money you ain't got no lawyer Nigga, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Seriously, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna do anything. You can't. You can't hold us accountable. You can't hold us to. We're not. We don't have to let you go with your lease. So, so, so you know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying the sister ain't got no job. I'm just saying. Now, looking out in front. I want y'all to look at this this optic in the 53 seconds. Neighbors live in fear after deadly triple shooting. I'm seeing a red Challenger. Okay, that's a sports car. This is affordable housing, right? So what's going on? 15 Avenue Apartments. Let's go to the website, 1500nicolet.com. Spacious homes with affordable rents. All right, let's look at the availability. Let's look at the four plans. Uh-oh, affordable housing. I'm telling y'all, I've lived in this, in, these, in this kind of stuff before. I know that sometimes, man, you know how it goes. You get a bunch of broke-ass niggas in Minneapolis, man, look. Household income and student status limitations apply based on gross annual income. I was in what an older nigga told me, DP, you're in a frozen state of independence. That's what an old nigga told me one time. I'm at the barbershop. I said, man, you know, I'm grown. I got my own place. But nigga, you're in a frozen state of independence. And I'm looking at him like, what does he mean? Yeah. You're a adult. You got your own spot. Unlike a lot of niggas in Minneapolis. Me the around that time. 
but you are in a frozen state of independence. You're not going anywhere. Listen to me. I've been there. I've been staying. I was in an apartment where I stayed over five years when I was doing my music thing. And that's another thing I'm going to get into later on. Y'all, I'm about to start uploading some of my old music. Y'all might want to listen to some old groundhog shit in my old life. Probably more bars than some of these niggas now. But the thing is, is you become in a frozen state of independence. You start being in these so-called affordable housing programs. It's not section eight. It's really section. It's really section eight, but they make it sound better. Section 42. You see what I'm saying? So they might take a little more money. You ain't going to get, you can't pay no $20 an hour, no 20 bucks. You're going to at least pay four, 500. You see what I'm saying? Um, and like I said, this was in 2014. You understand? This is this was like 2009 to 2014 or something like that. Market rate would have been like 600 or 700 around that time for a studio or a one bedroom. You can't get a studio for $600 right now in Minneapolis. Show me one. You can't get a studio bedroom for $500 in the hood where the bullets is flying left and right. You can't get a studio or a one bedroom for less than $800 where niggas is gang banging, selling crack and selling whores. You can't even get that nigga. You going to pay at least 1200. So the gross income is based on your gross income or the household income is based on your gross annual income before any deductions, including all wages, social security, public assistance, pensions, annuities, interest income, dividends, stocks, bonds, recurring gifts from family, friends, lottery, all that. So basically, if you a sister with two kids with the tattoos everywhere, not everywhere, everywhere with the tattoos everywhere. If you're one of them, they gon' they gonna look at the, they gonna look at the, the amount of money you make, your stocks, your bonds, your dividends, your interest income, your annuities, your pension, your lottery. You get a gift, nigga, buy you a challenger. How much that cost? That's how that's how they looking at all that. So the property has a minimum household income requirement of two point five times the monthly mint to qualify. Third party verification will be required of all income, copies of tax, pay stubs required, not required, required, <laughs> Q-I-E-D, quad. Household size, one occupant, 52 bands. What the hell are you going to do with 50,000? Two occupants, 59 bands, three occupants, 67 bands, four occupants, 74 bands. Man, do you know if I, okay, hypothetical. Let's say if I was a single nigga right now and I met this chick and I seen her and her tattoos and her little, you know, little, little extra stomach. And I liked her little, you know, I liked her little, her little cadence. And I said, hey, look, baby, I can take you out. I, 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 I can help you out with them, with, 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 with this guy note. Okay, it's me. It's her. It's her two kids. I can't make any more than no, the whole household can't make any more than $74,000. The whole household can't make more than $74,000. I ain't even going to cut it. The last year I closed, I closed more than one thirty. 
What you know what I'm saying? They wouldn't even let a nigga like me in. It's with six occupants is eighty six thousand, which means I'd have to pop. Which means I'd have to knock her up three more times. <laughs> I'd have to I'd have to knock her up three more times, man, to be able to qualify for some shit like that. And I still would be too. It would still be too much. Eighty six thousand. They wouldn't even let DP in. I'm not shitting on anybody. I'm just saying, man, they wouldn't even let me in. So they looking at you. Look, look at this. Yo, a studio is $1,200. 60% household income limit restrictions. 500 square feet. A one bedroom is 1300 How much is a two bedroom? They got two bedrooms. She got two kids. They ain't got okay. Hold on. The two bedrooms are sixteen hundred. The two bedrooms are sixteen hundred. Sixteen percent of household income restrictions, but they say it's affordable. Sixteen hundred ain't affordable for a single mother with two kids, so she's not paying sixteen hundred. But she's thinking about her kids. Like, man, I just moved from some. All right, all right, okay. Now let, 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 let's go down to this. Let's go down to this. It's two bedroom. Where's the, where's the three bedroom? Three bedrooms. Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. They even got some for seventeen hundred. I didn't say hundred. I said hundred. Seventeen hundred. Fifteen hundred, Nicolet. And let me look at the photo gallery. One month free, limited offer. Of course, niggas just shooting outside. You ought to give a nigga one. You ought to give a nigga one month. They showing all the amenities. Yeah, man. Let me see. They got the stove. I mean, yeah, like this ain't Mogadishu. Yeah, I mean, you know, it looks decent. It's definitely decent. But see, that's what I'm... Okay, then he click neighborhood. Rent 1200 to 1800 1500 Nicollet Avenue, South Minneapolis. This is downtown, y'all. Entertainment, Casket Cinema. Hell, Casket Cinema. Damn, RIP Cinema. Landmarks Uptown Theater. Kaufman Memorial Unit, Landmarks Edinus Cinema, Parkway, Tryon Cinema, food, all these different food places.